Welcome back to Real Estate Business Builders, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. This is part two. So if you're listening to this, you got to go back one episode to catch part one of Aaron Novello. Guys uh, sold over 2,000 homes. He went through the Great Recession and crushed it during the Great Recession. And he gives away all of his best stuff as it relates to working with sellers in a transitioning and shifted and shifting whatever you think about the market. If it's shifted or shifting, we're going to go through some stuff and everything he teaches us is on point. So stay tuned for part two of uh, how to work with sellers, the mindset and skills required to crush it during the shift. And uh, like I said in the first episode, grab a copy of the Real Estate Business Growth Navigator if you want to crush the shift. If you want to dominate during the shift, you can do it, but you need to know the roadmap. So go to realestatebusinessgrowth.com. That's realestatebusinessgrowth.com. And I'll see you over there. This is part two. We'll see you. So first and foremost, just want to begin our time together just by saying thank you for providing me the opportunity to share some information with you and potentially help you with the sale. And I always like to begin these conversations just by asking a few quick questions, just to make sure we're on the same page. Would that be okay? That's fine. Great. So the first question I have, which I'm pretty positive I know the answer to, Jim, based on our initial conversation, you guys have definitely decided that you're going to sell this home. You're not interested in holding on to it or maybe renting it out or anything of that nature. Is that correct? And they're like, yes. Okay, great. Check. Now, I know it's a yes because I've done a really good job in prequal. I'm not going to go in depth on prequal. Maybe perhaps next time we connect, we can do that. Leads into my second question, which I'm also pretty sure I know the answer to, is you want to position the property price-wise to sell. You definitely don't want to give it away, right? That's for sure. At the same time, you're not interested in having it sit on the market for like six or seven months, just testing the market. Is that correct? And they're like, yeah, that's right. Good. And then that leads me to my third question, Dan. You know, I'm aware I sent you over some information in preparation for connecting. I'm sure you did some due diligence. You checked me out online. You saw our track record and reviews. So have you already decided that you would like for me to help you with the sale? Again, smiling, subtly shaking my head. What? Yes. Not like, like. And they're either going to say yes, no, or maybe. Now, if they say yes internally, happy dance. Yay! And you're like, great. So the good news is we only have to focus on a couple of things today during our time together. The first is your motivation. Second is your price. We go into the pricing conversation. Let's say they say no, or maybe. Either one of those, you're like, okay, that's cool, Liam. You know, I know this is a big decision. You want to make sure you're making the best decision possible. I want to be clear that that is my intention today. So provided that what I say makes sense and you do feel comfortable and confident with me that I can help Kira, I have all of the appropriate paperwork with me and I'm prepared to go to work for you ASAP. Fair enough? How many times have we closed? Four. Remember, two, two walking through. The third was I asked them straight up, have you already decided you would like for me to help with the sale? And then now that is my intention. Hey, by the way, we talked about price, commission, terms and conditions, anything. How many times, do, drop in the chat, how many times do people say no before they say yes, statistically? Five, seven, three, seven, seven. It's, yeah, whoever said eight is right, it's eight. So if I'm doing a whole presentation and I'm waiting to the end to ask them for business, I'm only at one. You see? There's a method to the madness, guys. Okay. So, and, and along those lines, you were kind enough to share with me that in terms of the selection process of an agent, you wanted an agent that had a great track record, somebody who can help you position the property price-wise to maximize value, somebody who could refer you to an agent in Texas where you're going, and then somebody who would look out for your best interest, make sure all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted. So, so I'm clear, Galena, is there anything else you would be looking for from me today that would cause you to feel comfortable and confident just to proceed and put me to work? And they're going to tell you, well, Diana, I want to talk to you about your commission. Okay. No problem. 
Or Jessica, we want to talk to you about the length of the agreement or want to know what you're going to do to market them. Whatever they say, fine. Great. I've made a note of those things. And it sounds like if we can check off all those boxes and we come to a meeting of the minds as far as terms and conditions, and I'm sure we will, that there's a good chance we'll be able to get started today. And I'm super excited to have that opportunity. Another close. Okay. So the good news is that the culmination of our time together, there are only a few potential outcomes. The first, which we seem to be moving in that direction, Natalie, another assumptive close, is that you may decide to list your home with me. And again, I'm very excited to have that opportunity, myself and team and staff, everybody standing at the um, ready to go to work for you ASAP. The second potential outcome is there's an outside chance for whatever reason, you may decide not to list the home with me and that's okay too. And the third outcome guys is if for some reason at all, if I honestly felt truly felt that I would not be able to help you get what you wanted in the time that you wanted, I may decide to very humbly decline the opportunity to list your home. The reason I would do that is I'd much rather earn your business with integrity, being honest and straightforward about what's reasonable and realistic versus promising you something I know is not going to happen and not be able to deliver. And any one of those three I feel comfortable with. Fair enough? Now, time out. That last one there is a takeaway close. So now we're at seven. Like, I, I, I don't even know if I'm interested in this. Which, by the way, how different is that than what most people do? Most people going, oh, please pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh, oh you have a dog, Jim? I have a dog. We should be buddies. Oh my God, that hat you have on, Chris? I'd love that hat, bro. I got the same hat, bro. We sh you should list a home with me. Can you imagine if you went into the doctor and you're like, hey, like, I think I broke my arm. And he was like, oh my God, Janine, that sweater? And those glasses? Oh, that goes so well. Where did you get them at? You'd look at the physician, him or her, and be like, are you serious right now? Like, we could talk about that shit later. I, you need to get with this right now. Or can you imagine you went to the physician and you were like, hey, here's the deal. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not really ready for that. Okay. Come back. I got to go do some homework and study and come back to me then. That's like if somebody hits you with the commission objection sitting right there, they're like, Dan, I know you're a rock star. Your commission's too high. And you're like, well, I'm not really prepared for that right now. Can we talk about that later? Guys, these conversations are 15, 20, $30,000. Okay. You either get it or you don't. And if you want to make sure you get it, you got to be prepared. Okay. So there's three stages to the listing presentation. The first stage is from the time I hit the door to the time I start to talk about price. And what I just have gone through is that stage with seven assumptive closes before we've even talked about anything. Okay. Now we're going into the actual pricing portion of the listing presentation. And the bridge that gets us there is I'm going to ask you some questions. So I'm going to say like, so before we, um, you know, so what I'd like to do at this moment, Lars, is I'd like to just, you know, ask you a few questions just to make sure that I could do a great job for you. Would that be okay? Yep. So you shared with me that the home's free and clear. Is that right? Yep. You're not interested in acting like a bank and holding a note for a new buyer. You just want for me to help you to get all the cash out. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, great. And then you shared with me the reason you're making the moves. You want to go to Texas. Is that right? Yep. And you want to be out there in the next 120 days. Is that correct? Yes. You know, and I was thinking about this in preparation for connecting is that in order for you to get out there in the next 120 days, we have to actually be under contract in the next 30 to 45 because it takes about 30 to 45 days to close. Have you thought about that? And he'll be like, well, I kind of thought about it. It's like, okay. And that's something to consider when we have the conversation about how to position the property price-wise is the time factor. So tell me this, if on the outside chance we were still sitting here, you know, 90 to 120 days from now and the home wasn't sold, what would that mean for you and your family? And then be quiet 
And they're going to tell you that's not acceptable. We couldn't do that. I'd have to leave without them. Okay. So that sounds like that's not something that we really want to do. And again, we'll address that as we have this conversation about how to position the property. And then as far as showings are concerned, Lars, like, are you guys typically here during the day or how does that work? Again, have they listed the property with me yet? Am I assuming they are going to? And as we start to talk about showings and all this other stuff, what am I doing psychologically? We are moving the process forward. Does that make sense? So when he's like, yeah, you know, we work from home, so it's cool. Okay, good. And then what I'm aware of is, you know, some families, they, they like to both, you know, get the communication. Some, they want all the communication to go through one individual. So just so I know with showings and offers and stuff, how do you, how do you want the communication to be handled? He's like, yeah, you just call me. Okay. And what's the best number for you? I know you have this number. Do you have a cell phone? When he gives me that cell phone number, what is he doing mentally? Starting to move it forward. Does that make sense? So then I'll say something like, okay, so I'm crystal clear on what you're looking to accomplish and why. And I feel supremely confident, again, provided the opportunity we can help you. So the great news is, is we only have to focus on a couple things today during our time together. The first is your motivation to sell this property, which is clear. You definitely want to do it. Second issue is, is the price. Now I prepared for you, which I sent over to you, that competitive market analysis of CMA. The purpose of it is really an attempt to make an educated guess regarding value. Notice my choice of words there. What did I say? Educated what? Guess. What are you guys doing? It's this. Okay. Just as like a, like a, an awareness thing. Do you know what we needed in order to become an agent? You needed to get a 70 on a test, which is one grade above a D. You needed a thousand bucks and to not be a felon yet. That's it. So why are we imagining that we are like prognosticators? <laughs> That we are like all-knowing, all-omnipresent, and we know everything about real estate. Like, it's silly. So um, look, remember how I, I share with you interpretive? The purpose of which is really an attempt to make an educated guess regarding value. Now, notice, does that put you at ease being on the receiving end? 100%. Versus somebody who's like, it's this, it's that, now, now it's combative. So an educated guess with regards to value, and it's comprised of a few types of research. The first type is what's on the market right now and not selling, which is very helpful to us, Renee, because the neighbors, they've done us a gigantic favor. Do you know what it is? And they're going to be like, well, I guess they kind of tested things out for us. Yeah. They tested the market for us at certain prices and it's not working. And that's exceptionally helpful, particularly being that the marketplace is beginning to shift and change. We can learn from that information. Now, the second piece of data we're going to look at is what has actually sold and closed most recently. Let's say within the last six months, really with a focus on the last couple of months. Because as you know, what something's worth is what somebody's willing to pay, right? So in looking at this information, what we're going to see come to the surface, again, as I mentioned to you, is not a pinpoint to the penny, but instead a tight realistic range as to what's going to be reasonable. And then from there, it's going to come down to strategy. And we'll go over the strategies that you have because I want you to feel comfortable with the one we end up choosing. And whatever you decide to do, I'm going to support you 100%. Fair enough. And they'll be like, yeah, that's fair. Again, keep in mind, put yourself in the position of being on the receiving end of this. How different this is than somebody who leads with authority and ego. Okay? Because could I lead with authority and ego if I wanted to? I sold 2,000 homes in my career, man. 100 plus a year for the last 12 years in a row, 200 twice. Have you heard me say one thing about myself during this whole presentation? Isn't that interesting? You have agents doing 20 deals a year talking about themselves. I'm so cool. I'm the best. Don't do that. Okay. So 
Now, as I mentioned to you, the purpose of this analysis, it's really an attempt to make an educated guess with regards to value. I always like to ask homeowners, are you guys familiar, Paul, with the way buyers determine value for this type of home in this type of community? Now, they're going to say yes, or they're going to say no, or they're going to say maybe. There's only a few options. Whatever they say, I don't care what they say, Galena. The answer is always, yeah, they're going to comparison shop. So essentially what they're going to do is they're going to look at what's active on the market, not selling. They're going to, and then they're going to see what's sold and closed most recently. And from all of that information, the buying public is going to make a determination where they feel comfortable making you an offer. Does that make sense to you? And they're going to say, yeah, makes total sense. Great. So I find, and this is critical, what I'm about to say, okay? I find as we review this information, it's exceptionally helpful to really try to do our best to look at it through the eyes of the buyer. Because I'm aware that the buyer's hat is different than the seller's hat. Notice what I'm doing. I actually do that in person. The buyer's hat is different than the seller's hat. Now, when I do that, what do you think all of them do, which you guys started to do? They nod their head yes. Because they know that they're different. So I find as we review this information, it's really helpful to be asking yourself a question. The question is, Janine, is that if you made an offer, like if you were going to buy this home all over again and you were a buyer, not a seller, having seen the information we're about to look at, what's on the market, not selling, what's sold and closed most recently, keeping in mind current market dynamics and how things are shifting and changing, the question to be asking yourself is as a buyer, where you personally would feel comfortable making an offer that you believe would be reflective of fair market value. Now what? Like, now we're going to geek out, okay? Why am I doing this? Well, there's something called the endowment effect, okay? It's a psychological, quantifiable, measurable thing. Do you know what the endowment effect states? What the endowment effect states is because it's mine, I think it's better. Anybody besides me ever notice that? So there's a very famous comedian, George Carlin. He's like, you ever notice that my stuff is stuff and your stuff is shit? Okay, that's the endowment effect. The other thing I'm trying to combat is something called motivated reasoning. Motivated reasoning is also a psychological thing. There's a very good book called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. She's a professional poker player. And she goes through all the quirks of psychologically what gets in our way of seeing information and um, accurately you know, assessing it. Because being a professional poker player and making millions of dollars has more to do with psychology than it does probabilities. So... Um, motivated reasoning is where when I really want something to be true or need it to be true, I will ignore all evidence to the contrary and seek out evidence to support my belief. That's why you guys hang out in chat rooms with everybody who thinks like you. It's motivated reasoning. I'm seeking out evidence to support my belief and ignoring all evidence to the contrary. This is just like when you sit in front of a seller and they're like, I don't care what the comps say. Or they're like, well, you know, Richard, my uncle's grandma's sister, who's an agent in you know, Alaska, said that the marketplace is going great. Or my neighbor told me he had an offer at this amount. And I'm like, okay, when was that? And they're like, in January. I'm like, all right, well, interest rates were at 3%. Did you know that? You know what they're at today? Well, no, they're at 7%. Do you know that buyer who was approved at that amount? You know what they're approved for today? Like $250,000 less. Did you know we went from inventory that was 0.8 month supply to 2.8 month supply? So we've gone up by a factor of two. You know, sales are down 15 to 18%. Did you know that? You guys, we have to, we have to be professionals. Okay. We have to have data, statistics, like we have to know what we're talking about. But the reason why I'm saying it this way is I'm combating those two things. Because if I put you in the frame of a buyer, are you going to look at that information more accurately? I'm counteracting the endowment effect. And I'm also counteracting motivated reasoning at the same time. Okay. The other thing I'm doing is when I say the word fair, 
fair market value. Fair is a very powerful word in America. We have an exceptionally unreasonably belief in fairness. So they've done quantifiable measurable studies like uh, where if you put people in a room and let's say we could see each other, it's just a glass thing and uh, separating us and somebody hands me 10 bucks and you just know that I'm just going to make you an offer, right? And you can either take it or leave it. Well, in America, 60 plus percent of the time, if I don't offer you at least five of those dollars, you will turn it down because it's not what? Fair which makes no sense at all because it's three bucks better than no bucks, Renee. Yeah. What gets in the way? It's just a concept. It's fairness. Now, when they do the same studies in the Amazon rainforest that haven't been touched by civilization and they do the equivalent monetarily like cocoa beans, the opposite happens. 60 plus percent of the time, they'll, off, they'll take whatever you give them because they don't have any concept of fairness like we do. So when we know, like, I feel like we know things are unfair, but when we really know, we freak out. So I think we knew that rich people like do things to help their kids get into college. I think we all knew that, right? But once we really knew, we're like, no, it's not acceptable. People got to go to jail. So you have a really strong concept of fairness. So when I say to you, Richard, so the question to be asking yourself as you review this information is where you would feel comfortable making an offer that you believe ref is reflective of fair market value that triggers in your brain what? I need to be fair. Does that make sense? It's very purposeful, very strategic. <laughs> There's a reason behind what we're doing here. I know. Others. Yeah, there you go. I know. It's awesome information. You want to jump in. I get it. So, and then they say, okay, now we start to have the conversation about the price. And we're just reviewing comps, right? Okay, this one here, it's just like yours. We can see here, three bedrooms, two baths, X amount of square feet. And I also, guys, if you are not presenting with an iPad, please like get out of the 19th century. If you are presenting with sheets of paper, that is ridiculous. Stop it. Like, are you riding to a horse, like to the appointment? Like, I don't get it. How are people consuming information in 2022? On screens and tablets. So why are you walking in with sheets of paper from MLS? Looking like your grandpa. Do you bring like an abacus to do the net sheet? Like, I don't know. So at, like I have my iPad and I'm scrolling. You know how many times they've taken it from me and they scroll? Because that's what they're used to doing. Not only that, if you're presenting with paper, it's one dimensional. If you'd had to tell somebody like, yeah, you know, this home's a little bit nicer than yours, they will argue with you. If you ask instead and you're like, well, let, let's take a look at this kitchen and we blow the picture up, that's very hard to deny. And you'd be like, well, Renee, like, what do you think? Like, how do you think that compares to your kitchen? Like, well, it's, it's very nice, begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, it's, it's very nice. And we can see here up in the top right-hand corner, you see how much they're asking? Like 550. Yeah. And do you know what DOM stands for? Nope. Days on market. They've been on the market 76 days and they haven't sold it yet. Now I'm curious. Now watch what I do here. Watch me. What do you think the marketplace is telling them about their price and product? Notice what I did with my head. What do you think? Subtly. I'm not like, right? Subtly. What do you think the marketplace is telling them about their price and product? And they're going to be like, well, it's too high. I'm in agreement with you. Yep. And if they did, if they do have a compelling reason to sell, what do you think they're going to need to do in order to get it sold? Now, what happened in your brain when I went like this to this? What, did, what, what happened in your brain? You thought lower the price, didn't you? Oh, that's magic. Did I say that? Guys, it's like Jedi night shit, okay? This is how you teach adults. When I went like this in your brain, you were like, yeah, I'm going to have to lower the price. Yeah, I agree. Now, here's the next one. And then we do the same thing with that one. And then when we look at sold and closed, right? Same thing. And then I'm going to ask them a question. It's going to all circle back, all come together. 
So having seen this information, right, seen what's active on the market, Jonathan, not selling, seen what's sold and closed most recently. Again, if you were a buyer, not a seller, and if you were going to buy this place all over again, honestly, where do you think you would feel comfortable making an offer that you believe would be reflective of fair market value? Now that word, honestly, that's neuro-linguistic programming because everything after the word honestly needs to be what? Honest, right? So honestly, where do you think you would feel comfortable making an offer that you believe would be reflective of fair market value? Now they're either going to say something reasonable, unreasonable, or they're going to hem and haw, okay? Reasonable is like, yes, yeah, somewhere around 520. Yep. I'm in agreement with you. The marketplace is showing us somewhere around 520 needs to be, it, you know, seems to be reasonable. Notice who's, who's showing us that? The market. Not, I believe, I think, I, you know, with all of my experience and years and my 70 on my test, I, 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 none of that. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. The marketplace is showing us somewhere around 520 seems to be reasonable, which this is going to help you too, because if you keep leading with authority and you're like, I believe, I think, then you know what's going to happen when you go back and ask for a price adjustment? Uh, exactly. Look at Janine. She gave me this. She could put some stank on it too. She's like, hey, you know what? You told me that this was good. That's exactly what's going to happen. And don't get mad at them because you'll go back to your significant other. You won't believe what the Smith said to me. Don't do that. Because who did it? I did because I backed myself into a corner because it was I, 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 me, 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 I, I, I. So instead, it's like, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. The marketplace is showing us somewhere around here seems to be reasonable. So now the question is just how do we get there? And we have a couple options that are at our disposal. And again, whatever you decide, I will support you 100%. Fair enough? Now, what does that do? That aligns us, right? So the first option is, is we can start higher than the 520. The logic behind that is I can always come. Yes, look, notice you all said that, right? Down. I can't go back up and I want to leave a little bit of room to negotiate. Why am I saying that out loud? Because they're thinking it. And when you do this, they're, always, they're going to be like this. Oh, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, look, um, and there's nothing wrong with that strategy. It's not bad per se, right? There are a few considerations or challenges. So it's important that you don't make them wrong or stupid for thinking that, okay? And a lot of people do. Don't do that. Instead, it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that strategy. There are a few considerations though. And I'd like to review them with you. Would that be all right? Yeah. So the first consideration is time because it usually takes longer. And I'm aware you shared with me in preparation for us meeting that you would like or need to be out to Texas in the next 120 days. So what that would mean is we would have to be under contract in the next 30 to 45. And because it takes 30 to 45 days to close and refresh my memory, what would happen on the outside chance if we were still sitting here 90 to 120 days from now and the home wasn't sold? That wouldn't be good. Okay, so that's something to consider strategically because if we utilize the approach of starting high and coming down, we could end up jeopardizing the time frame that you want. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Good. The second consideration with time is where we are in the economic cycle. So I don't know if you've noticed, Richard, have you noticed that inflation is at an all-time high? Have you noticed that at the gas pump of the grocery store? And they're going to be like, yeah. And I don't know if you've heard, we've actually raised interest rates faster in the last 30, in, in the last nine, nine months than we have in the last 30 years. Did you know that? And they'd be like, no, yeah, we went from 3% to 7%. And what that means is, is for you as a homeowner, the buyers that were approved, let's say at the 520 that we're going to go at back in January, do you know what they're approved at today? They're like, what? It's like 375, same payment. And then the third factor that we see happening is that the stock market has retreated 7,000 points in the last nine, nine months. 
So what my general concern for you would be is if we made a decision to start high and come down, we can end up creating an environment where we chase the market. You don't want to do that, do you? Again, when I said chase the market and I go like this, what's happening in your brain? The price is going to come down. And you don't want to do that, do you? No. Okay. And then that leads us with our, the second option. And this is what a lot of homeowners like yourself have been choosing to do is they see these kind of red flashing lights from an economic perspective. And they recognize that in, you know, the next six months or so, the probability that prices will like catapult upwards is pretty small. And in fact, there's downward pressure moving forward. So what they decide to do is they position the property very competitively by that. What I mean is very close to that 520 number, or actually a little bit below. The logic behind that strategy is you can force people to compete, get more than one offer on the table. What ends up coming to the surface is the most that somebody's willing to pay and the best terms and conditions. Can I explain to you what I mean? Well, yeah. So I know you shared with me, you want to be sold and closed in the next, you know, really 120 days, which means we need to be under contract in the next 30 to 45. So let's say we get more than one offer on the table. Two of them are financed with 5% or 10% down and one's financed with 50% down. Which one do you think we're probably going to go with? the one with 50% down. Why? Well, because it has a higher probability of closing. That's exactly right. So that second strategy is going to result in you not only getting the best price, it's also going to result in you getting the best terms and conditions. Does that make sense to you? And they'd be like, yeah. So you're like, okay, so either one, JR, these strategies are okay. Whatever you decide to do, I'll support you 100%. Here's my question to you. Based on what you're looking to accomplish and why, Jessica, based on the time frame you'd like to make this happen in, based on where we are in the economic cycle, which one of these two strategies, Catherine, do you think would serve you and your family best? And then they tell who? Me. Does that make sense? So this is, and then I'm noticing our time, we don't have enough time to go through some, you know, standard objections that they would have, like, well, will you cut your commission or will you do it for less? Or I need to think about it, which, you know, perhaps we can hop back on another time and, and get into. But that's what I wanted to cover with you guys today. How we're presenting information needs to change. It needs to go from being authoritative and informative to being interpretive. Um, you need to be presenting in a way that's collaborative, right? Uh, with the intention to connect and with the intention to, you know, kind of help people self-discover. And you have to have a strategy and approach. Like notice, does that seem like I've done that thousands of times before? Yeah. If I was to knock on your door and be like, Renee, I need you to do a listing presentation now live in front of 200 plus people. Could you do it? That's the question because that's the game that we're in. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, hopefully this was helpful or useful to you in some way. I guess we can open it up, Lars. Yeah, awesome. So um, it's been asked a couple of times, do you have any of this in a sort of succinct um, document, PDF, script? I do. Uh, do you want me to drop it in the chat? You can drop it in the chat um, or... Or they can reach actually, out to me or whatever. Yeah, just 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 send it send it to me and I'll, I'll okay. get it out to the group and, okay. and put your contact information on it. Yeah, I will. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. And it is like, you know, the one thing, when I look up my journey, I try to surround myself with folks now that are just better at games that I'm not really that great at. And this was one where I just didn't have the patience. I remember I got up to, and I actually felt proud about it. I got up to 92 listings, but none of them I took through any kind of process like that. They were all overpriced. I went back to every one of them and said, like, obviously the market's telling you the, that this is not priced right. And, and they're like, but you told us the price. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I was only like two years into real estate and the market like totally crapped out. So this is really, really uh, good stuff. Um, we are out of time, uh, but we'll definitely have you on in the future. Production masterminds. Um, yeah. 
quick tech question. So uh, iPad listing presentation, are you just going through a PDF sort of thing? Do you have like a, a CMA yes. software that you use? Yep. So I don't use CMA software because, um, you know, if you're going to do this in high volume, it's about like efficiency. Uh, so we just use in the multiple listing service, the eight photo view. Mm -hmm. And then we use Adobe to like highlight and we send it to them. Actually, those, that information in the pre-listing information, we send a pre-listing package. We send, um, those comps and I shoot a bomb bomb video. You know, like, Hey guys, just want to do a, say hello. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I know your time is really valuable. Having heard your story and what you're looking to accomplish and why I feel supremely confident we can help you maximize value and get top dollar. So as promised myself and team and staff, we do a lot of homework and we'll send you an email to this email address. It'll have that market analysis. We'll review. We'll look at the net sheet. I'll answer any questions you may have. And then if it all makes sense, we can take the next steps. So I'm even something that pre-list bomb bomb is like. That's gold. How many, touches yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, how many touches do you have before you show up at the front door? Yeah. So there's the initial conversation and then there's um, the bomb bomb video. Then there's, we're sending um, the, the pre-list information after the bomb bomb video that has the comps and the pre-list package. Then there's automatic text message through bomb bomb confirming the, I mean, through follow-up boss confirming the appointment and my staff calls them as well. So five touches before I even see them. And this idea of sending yourself in the digital form, <laughs> That's really interesting, right? So I, the way social works, like we were just, you were talking about that previously, is um, when, when people interact with you in the digital form, they feel like they know you already. So that whole like awkward weirdness when you see them like, hey, what's going on? Like when I send myself in the digital form, they've already connected with me in some capacity. Mm. And nobody does it, by the way. And what do you guys think the barrier to people doing it is? I look bad on camera. Thin security, a <laughs> hundred million percent. Yeah. It's the only thing that stops people from doing it. Yeah. That's really, really good. Appreciate it. Um, uh, the fifth contact prior was his staff. So the, the initial conversation, the bum bum video, the staff, uh, pre-list packet. Yeah. And follow-up boss does, they have a, uh, like a feature that when you book the appointment, cause we send it, oh, there's actually another touch. Cause there's a Google invite that gets sent out through follow-up boss, but you can click something where they will send an automatic text message the day of the appointment. So there's probably six interactions or six touches before we actually physically see them. Awesome. 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 All right, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. And if Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other agents who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you visit scaleordiebook.com to get a free copy of my book it's a nuts and bolts guide to building a real estate business that gives you true time and money freedom so that you can live your life without regrets. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.